Hi, welcome to another episode of Paul Tom Power, Power System Design's podcast on the latest in power and power design. I'm your host, Alex Paul, and today I've got Pat Lefebvre. He's with Ericsson, and we're here at the uh, APEC conference, and we're just going to talk a little bit about the show and the industry a little bit and where Ericsson sees it and where it's going. So, hi, Patrick. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Alex, and uh, thanks for giving us the opportunity to uh, share uh, our feeling about the show. Um, this year, I, I'm really, really excited by APEC because, uh, you know, we have been working in energy efficiency, digital power for many, many years, and what I see on the ground floor, it's uh, it's a lot of companies that are now really uh, releasing product and technology that are definitely contributing to uh, reduce the energy consumption. Um, something else uh, that, uh, that, uh, that is interesting is the number of excellent extraordinary papers presented by universities and academies uh, that are really showing that one of the main topics is energy efficiency. Well, and Ericsson's been around for, what, 30 years now? Oh, yes. In fact, we, we celebrated last year our 30 years anniversary, the first product that we released in uh, 1983, and uh, we saw that, in fact, the story of the journey in the power in uh, 1979. And since the first day, we, uh, we developed product with uh, very high efficiency because we know that our customers have uh, very high concern with that. Now, one of the things I've been saying a lot lately is power is no longer a collection of technologies. I mean, it is a collection of technologies, but it used to be just looked at as a collection of technologies. But now power has become more of a philosophy, more of a total gestalt design concept, because you can't simply just buy a good power supply or get good capacitors or a low-power microcontroller. You need, you need all of those things to uh, make sure that the system works because it used to be if it was a tethered application who cares how inefficient it was but now even tethered applications are critical with energy efficiency. Yeah, that's correct Alex. What's uh, very, very interesting and that has been proven by all the number of students and paper presented uh, a power supply is not just a, a unit uh, that with a in and out now you have software, you have firmware you have interaction between your microprocessor and the power unit uh, as you said it's a, it's a philosophy we don't or any company don't design anymore um, routers or any any type of telecom application without considering the power supply at start. I've heard many, many times from some of my colleagues that uh, the power supply is always the last part you consider when you design a board and you have to squeeze in the remaining space uh, left over. Um, that's probably still the case time to time, but we see more and more interaction between the digital designer on the board and the power designer, and that's changing everything. Exactly. Ten years ago, if you said you were a software guy, and a power expert, people would wonder what the hell you were talking about. Today, software is critical to power, to efficient operation. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I talk a lot about energy efficiency, but there's a lot of uh, benefit about having access to your power. You can uh, really sense down to the board what's going on. You can sense the temperature. You can sense uh, any event that, uh, that could create problems, but you can also predict what's going to happen to your board. And that, that improves the reliability, that reduces energy consumption, but also that makes equipment more Safer. Well, and that's one of the things also that I think is very important to stress to the audience and to the industry is that improved methodologies, better control and management, higher efficiencies, digital control loops, 
all of those things that improve efficiency also improve the robustness of the system, the stability, the reliability. Exactly. And if you consider radio-based stations, radio-based stations are um, everywhere around the world, on top mountain, middle of the forest, uh, to guarantee a, lo- a large coverage. And if you have access to such very, very vital information, uh, you can reduce the cost of the maintenance. You can, for example, uh, decide to send engineer to replace a board on preventive maintenance if you get signal from the board that one of the ASIC maybe uh, is consuming too much power, and you can reduce the total cost of ownership. Mm-hmm. I actually saw a demo uh, last year at the PCIM conference where a company was using ARM-enabled uh, IGBT drivers to m- monitor a train in Portugal, and they were able to actually remotely troubleshoot trouble problems within the IGBT stack. Yeah, exactly. There is a lot of, lot of uh, discussion, especially now with this, uh, this uh, flight that disappeared about uh, uh, collecting information and remotely. Um, uh, we know that uh, the, air, the aircraft industry has been very good on that. Uh, the ICT, the telecom industry, has been extremely good uh, as well. But the level of information that we are collected were pretty at a very low level, just to, just to sense if a site was on and off. Now it's really possible to sense the RFPA power uh, if, uh, if there is any, any uh, misinformation transfer. Uh, and, and, and a lot of those information are collected from the power supply. Exactly. And the interesting thing about that is is that there are two new customer fields, the way I like to look at it, is you've got the existing power environment where they're learning that they can enhance their applications by adding logic and control. And then you've got applications that never had power that are recognizing that they could add power, some electromechanical applications that were more brute force applications like Reclining sofas, you know, now you have automated, we have motors in these things, they have to have sensors to make sure they don't eat the people who sit in them. Applications that used to have simple power now have complex power. Applications that have complex power now have intelligent power. Yes, and, and there, is, there is something very interesting it, it, uh, as, as well, something that has been reflected by EPIC. Um, it has been a lot of discussion about the smart grid. Uh, everybody talk about uh, intelligence meter, uh, how to connect your washing machine to the smart grid, uh, your fridge, and etc. Electrolux, a Swedish company, uh, introduced a, a smart intelligence fridge uh, in, uh, in the mid-90s. Um, it was not a success because the technology would probably to advance. However, now we see more and more interaction between um, home equipment and the smart grid. And there is a project in, uh, in uh, Stockholm, a smart city, uh, where everything will be connected to the smart grid. That means that you need to collect information. And guess from where do you collect the information? From the power supply. Exactly, exactly. And frankly, where the Internet of Things meets the smart grid, we're going to see a lot of interesting hybrid applications and software and devices, I think. Oh, yeah, definitely. And this is, this is a very exciting time for the power industry, and especially for the power designer. Um, number of papers presented here are a little bit uh, giving a sense that uh, the, the research is going in, the, in that direction. Um, I'm really looking forward for uh, my, fringe, my fridge talking to my mobile phone and to know what's in the fridge when I go home back from EPEC. Yeah, this is also true. But, Patrick, the other side of that coin, though, is security. We have to make sure that these systems and these control loops and these management software protocols are all secure because you don't want someone to hack your refrigerator while you're on vacation, do you? No, that, that, that's right. Security is, is a big concern, and especially now Windows is uh, shutting down the XP. There's a lot of questions about security, what's going to happen. Uh, but for sure that uh, the control loop have to be verified, all the software, firmware that have been uh, now embedded in, uh, in the power conversion has to be very secure. 
secure. Uh, when you get everything connected, there's always sort of big worries, uh, but I'm sure the security guys are working on it. I believe so as well, but unfortunately the hackers are too. <laughs> That's the game. That's the game. That's the game. So Patrick, I always like to give my guests the last word when we uh, have these interviews. So what, what thoughts, what ideas, tips, whatever you'd like to say that you'd like to leave with our audience before we close out the episode? Well, definitely, I would like to invite uh, more paper from uh, from uh, research uh, and uh, engineers. I would like to be, maybe see more um, industry paper. APEC um, is a great, it is definitely a great place. I'm looking forward for Charlotte next year. I don't know if you know, but uh, Charlotte used to have the Ericsson Stadium with the Carolina, Carolina Panther a couple of years ago. And definitely, I would, would like to go back to Charlotte, where I have part of my roots. Oh, isn't that nice? Well, thank you so much, Patrick, for taking the time to be with us, especially at a busy show like this. Thank you, Alex. And I'd like to thank everybody in the audience for taking the time to be with us. We wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Paul for Paul on Power. Have a great day.